Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports at the Bar Podcast Media Audio Radio Network. A golden ticket, as in Todd Golden, new head basketball coach for the Florida Gators. Why, those that are upset that the Gators didn't get a big name, don't get it. Teams that go out, programs that go out and get a big game, track record not as successful as non-big names. I'm going to show you why coming up. Also, a case for Cal. John Calipari. He's the exception to the rule that I just told you about the golden ticket. People getting on him. He's not successful. The last few years, he's not, he hasn't been. He just hasn't. I think Kentucky's paid him $27 million almost, and, and by the time next year rolls around, $40 million since their last NCAA tournament win. Is it time to panic? No. I'm going to show you why. Also, a, a little quarterback bracket, as in tax bracket, as in who's given up the most to get these guys. We're going to rank the seven, six, seven QB moves that have taken place now that Deshaun Watson has moved from Houston to Cleveland. Follow, share, like, subscribe. Harp on Sports Podcast, audio, media, radio, network, as we mentioned, at Harp on Sports Twitter, Instagram, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. You can consume us via the Auditory Route Podcast, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast, and of course, why not, HarpOnSports.com. Okay, Florida Gators have a new basketball coach. What's his name? Todd Golden. What do I know about Todd Golden? Nothing. Well, I, I know that he's the head coach or was the head coach at San Francisco. I know that he's what, 36 years old and that he was an assistant with Bruce Pearl, Bruce Pearl's first three years at Auburn. What's fascinating to me about this is Bruce Pearl's been at Auburn a decade now, but he was, he was an assistant under Bruce Pearl his first three years there. And that is even crazy when you think about it. Cause he was in his late twenties when he was an assistant, mid to late twenties when he was an assistant there. Okay. So now what? You know, the delusions of grandeur and, look, I work at a Gator radio station. An operations guy there. Fans are fans. You always can tell somebody that's never run anything when they talk about, throw the money at him, we have him, lock him in a room, don't take no for an answer. It's not how things work. It's just not. That's fantasy. It just, it is. It's pure fantasy. And you heard names like Scott Drew, and you heard names like Jay Wright, and you heard names like Bill Self. Those were never, ever going to happen. But I'm going to get to those three guys coming up when I talk about Coach Calipari and and also this. But what was amazing here about this coaching search is it was never going to be that guy. Now, I like McMahon from Murray State. Is it Matt McMahon? But, uh, okay, Todd Golden. I see the vision of what Scott Strickland's going to do here. Do I think it's a slam dunk hire? No. But most basketball coaching jobs that are rebuilding aren't. Most basketball coaching jobs that hire that guy aren't. Billy Donovan wasn't a slam dunk hire at Florida. Was Jay Wright a slam dunk hire at Villanova? Quick, where'd he come from? I went through and looked at some of these guys that have been hired. Um, Jim Calhoun, when he was hired at UConn, where'd he come from? Do you know? Scott Drew, when he was hired at uh, Baylor, where'd he come from? Tony Bennett, when he was hired at Virginia, where'd he come from? I'm looking at guys that have won national championships recently. Where'd they come from? Where Tony Bennett, the last guys that won the national championships, Tony Bennett, prior to Virginia, where'd he come from? Where'd Scott Drew come from when he came from Baylor or came to Baylor? Where'd Jay Wright come from? See, you don't know, do you? No. So this whole concept, hire Patino, hire a guy that's won before. Sometimes that works. It does. 
would you say John Calipari has been successful in his what, 12, 13? Is it 13 years now at Kentucky? Has he been successful? It's been actually longer than that now, right? One national championship in 14 years successful? I say so. I'm going to make a case for it coming up here. But Mark Fuse never won a national championship. He's never won one. At Gonzaga, is that successful? This whole thing that you had to hire a coach that's won championships before, it, that doesn't happen. When Dabo Sweeney was hired at Clemson, he didn't win a championship before. Brian Kelly at Notre Dame hasn't won a championship. Brian Kelly at LSU hasn't won a championship. Billy Napier at Florida hasn't won a championship. Urban Meyer, when Florida hired him, hadn't won a championship. Pete Carroll hadn't won a championship at USC. Nick Saban had won one at LSU before he got hired at Alabama. Had Kirby Smart won a national championship when Georgia hired him? See, kind of got a little of a broken record here with football. Football is different than basketball. All right, find me coaches that have won one before they've got hired. I went through and looked at the list. The coaches that have won a national championship, okay, in the last decade or who? Roy Williams won a couple, okay? He hadn't won one at Kansas when he was hired at North Carolina. Hadn't won one, but he didn't won a couple, right? But the reason he went back to Carolina is because that was home. That was home. They're a little bit different scenario, right? Kind of like Mario Cristobal going to Miami. My reason Mario Cristobal left Oregon for Miami is because Miami was home. So I went through and looked at these guys the last 10 years in your national champions and, and everybody that falls in love with these guys and building programs. And we want this guy. We want that guy. We want a proven winner. Well, that's not how this works. It's not how basketball programs are built. Basketball programs aren't built by hiring proven winners. Sometimes, look, Louisville, but these are the, the ones that are the exception, the purest of the pure bloods purest of the pure buds. North Carolina went and got Roy Williams. He was one of their guys. Louisville got Rick Pitino. Okay, Rick Pitino had been fired from the Celtics, so he was available. There's nobody like that floating around. Kevin Ollie got hired from where? As an assistant into the NBA into UConn. By the way, Jay Wright came from Hofstra. By the way, Scott Drew came from Valparaiso. Hofstra, Valparaiso. Same as San Francisco, right? Now, I don't know if this is going to work or not. I don't. But the approach to hire Todd Golden is the same approach that Villanova took with Jay Wright. It's the same approach that Baylor took with Scott Drew. By the way, Tony Bennett came to Virginia from what? That basketball powerhouse mecca known as Washington State. Go Cougars. Yeah, that, that, that mecca. Billy Donovan came from Marshall. Thundering herd. It's true. So look at all these. By the way, Jim Calhoun. Again, I'm looking at coaches that have won championships in the last 10, 12 years. Jimmy Calhoun came from where? Northeastern. Smaller programs, boom, here you go. And again, I, I, I challenge anybody, the last seven years, find me somebody that's been hired from one program to another program in the last seven years. Major program. What you consider power five to power five that's tearing it up. Chris Beard will do that at Texas. Okay? Left Texas Tech for Texas. Who else has done it? He hasn't really got into that yet, but who else has done it? Find him. I, I, go go for it. I dare you. It's going to be tough to do. So that this whole thing about we need to do this. Everybody's planning to hire a big name coach at Florida. That's not that's not what the that's not what big basketball building programs do. It's not just not. Look, there's no way around that. And Florida's not the classic blue blood in college basketball. They're what Purdue maybe. Where 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 did Matt Painter come from? Matt Painter's done a heck of a job at Purdue over a decade. Where did he come from? Where was it? Was it Southern Illinois? Is that what it was? Hmm. See? I, I just think this is fascinating when everybody's like, oh, well, we didn't get him. Jay Wright, you, you were never going to get that guy. What's wrong with you? 
which is crazy. People think they're going to get these big name guys. Like, oh, what is we're going to get? It's like Tennessee. We're going to get John Gruden. We're going to get the. No, you're not. You're not getting that guy. You're not. And if you're looking around from a perspective of a coach that's been successful, that goes to, why would I leave my sweet 16 program that I go to all the time for your program that what you just pushed a coach out that had won, had gone before this year, four straight years with at least four straight tournament wins. I don't want to be a part of that. Remember, this is what I always try to tell fans. It's your dream job, not theirs. It's your dream school, not theirs. It is. Coaches are mercenaries at the end of the day. It's your dream, not theirs. Fans of teams, I would love to, you would, you bet. I'd let my kid play for Bobby Knight any day. Yeah, because it's your dream, not his. So people approach their schools if it's their dream job. My dream job, so it should be his dream job. It's not. Coaches are mercenaries. They are. Is Todd Golden going to work? I don't know. You talk about him. You talk about the coach at St. Pete's. You talk about McMahon at Murray State. Those guys are all out of the same mold. They are. They're all out of the same mold, the same idea, the same structure. You got to pick one and hope it works is what you do. You target one, you pick him, and you hope it works. Very similar. What Billy Donovan did at Marshall compared to what Todd Golden did. Now, is it the same? Look, Mike White at Louisiana Tech, it was the same type of hire. Hire a guy in his 30s and build from there. Jay Wright at Villanova. Scott Drew at Baylor. Tony Bennett, Virginia. So we'll see. Speaking of hiring a guy, there's a couple instances where it doesn't happen. Look, Kentucky didn't do that. You're not Kentucky, Florida. You're not. Well, we no, 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 you're not. You're just not. North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky are in their own world. You're not in it. UCLA's in there too. You're not in it. It's a different world. It's a different layer. It's a different level. It's like Oklahoma, Texas, USC, Alabama. It's a different level. Just is. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. It's like people that wear jeans to a wedding. You don't get it. And you're not going to teach that person that. Person that wears hats indoors. Right? Person that doesn't tip. I don't have, I shouldn't have to, you don't get it. And I can't, you, if you don't get it, you don't get it. It's not my line, but people that don't get it don't know they don't get it. Same type of thing. Well, I was looking at Coach Calipari and we're like, oh, what a failure. Yeah, this, this year's a failure. It is. Last year, they weren't very good. They weren't. Two years ago, the tournament got canceled. The year before that, they went to the Sweet 16. So Kentucky is now on a three-year stretch where they haven't won a tournament game. Canceled, didn't make the tournament, out in the first round. Major colossal upset. Calipari's on the hot seat. No, he's not. He's not on the hot seat at all. In 2007, make sure I get this right. Duke got bounced in the first round by who was it? Was it VCU that bounced Duke in the first round? So Coach Cal at that point had been bounced what? He got, he got bounced in 2007. In 2012, he got bounced in the first round. Was it Norfolk State that got him? So Coach K lost in the first round two times in five years. Didn't go to a Final Four in between. You know, think about this. You got to take a step back and think about these logics. Think about like where Duke was. 04, he goes to the Final Four. 07, he gets bounced in the first round. 2012, he gets bounced in the first round by a 15 seed. You go back... Mike Krzyzewski didn't win a national championship between what, 2001 and 2009? Eight-year stretch? I went through and looked at this. Okay, and I'm just giving you matters of perspective, right? Bill Self gets bounced in the first round. I saw Louisville and Rick Pitino get bounced in the first round. You got to go back through and, okay, let's, let's take some stock in this. Last 10 years, Roy Williams has won two national championships at North Carolina last 10 years. 
Jay Wright's won two at Villanova. That's four. Scott Drew, one. Coach K, one. Here's where it starts to get really fun. Rick Pitino, one. Kevin Ollie, one. Tom Izzo hasn't won one. He a failure? Tom Izzo a failure at Michigan State? Now, Kentucky has a bigger standard. I get it. But this whole thing, it's like, unless you win a national championship, you're a failure. Well, uh, okay. You, you want to play that? Oh, okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's hard. Only two coaches have won multiple national championships in the last 12 years. Only two. Roy Williams, Jay Wright. It's only happened twice. Only happened twice. Oh, guess who else hasn't won one? Guess who hasn't won one in 14 years? 13 years. Bill Self hasn't won one in Kansas in 13 years. Certain guys never even gotten there. Matt Painter's never gotten there at Purdue. So, uh, again, I, I Coach Cal, look, is it a bad loss? Of course it's a bad loss. Well, they need to need replace him with who? Program made money. Now, I understand if Kentucky fans are sitting around going, okay, we got it right. If they go out and they're a three seed next year and get bounced in the first round, I understand. Okay, that's ridiculous. That's four years at Kentucky. We haven't won a tournament game. I get it. Didn't make the tournament last year. I'd understand if this were three straight years and they were a, a, a four and they lost to a 13, a five and lost to a 12, and then now they're a two and lose to a 15. I get it. But last year they weren't very good. And the year before COVID canceled things. So, I, I you know, it's kind of one of those past years. Needs to be winning tournament games. I get it. But this whole thing that if Kentucky doesn't win the national championship, it's a failure. Come on. But I, I understand the concern. But again, th- there you go. Um, by the way, Mark Few at Gonzaga. He hadn't won a title in 10 years. The guys that haven't, Painter, Self, Few, Izzo, haven't won titles. I'm just thinking of the big, oh, Jimmy Boeheim hasn't won one either. Second all-time winning as coach. Mike Krzyzewski. How many titles has Mike Krzyzewski won in the last 10 years? One. One. How many Final Fours has he been to? How many Final Fours has Duke been to in the last 10 years? One. A little perspective. Just a little perspective on that. Again, was it ugly loss? Yeah. Did, did Kentucky get, did Cal get outmatched? Yeah, he did. But this whole thing that, oh, oh, it's over. No, it's not over. Not over at all. Not by a long stretch. Is he feeling a little heat? Yeah, but it's not over. Um, It's ridiculous. Quarterbacks. Wanted to dive into this one too. I was looking at all the big moves and a quarterback bracket. I'm not going to lay the bracket out, but if you're seeding the moves, if you're seeding the moves, the best move so far. Now, look, I, I, you know, I'm just talking about signing. Tom Brady retired, but Tom Brady come back. Tom Brady's on his own island, so I don't even put Tom Brady on this. Tom Brady, yes, own island, number, you know, infinite number at the top, not even close. The biggest moves that I have ranked here, and I'm going to go in reverse order. Now, look, there's still some moves that may be made. If Matt Ryan ends up in Indianapolis, obviously this will move up the list. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he gets traded, that would move up the list. But for the purpose of this, we've only got six moves to discuss. Six moves that have been made as of right now. And I've got a question mark because one's going to be made. Okay, I don't know. Look, Matt Ryan may not move and Jimmy Garoppolo may not move. So I don't know that there's one move that's going to be made and that's Baker Mayfield. But of all the quarterback trades and new starting quarterbacks, number six on my list is what? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz to Washington. 
Carson Wentz didn't work his last year in Philadelphia. Carson Wentz didn't work in Indianapolis. Now he's going to go to Washington, who may be the most functional franchise in the NFL. I get what they're doing, but yeah, whatever. They're six on the list of quarterback moves. Number five on the list of quarterback moves, Kirk Cousins remaining in Minneapolis. These are contract moves, guys being solidified. That's the next one. And, you know, have they been successful? They haven't won Super Bowls, haven't made the playoffs. The Lions are still eh. Um, the Bears are still eh. Look, that division belongs to the Packers, but Devontae Adams gone. I, I don't know what the Vikings are going to do with Kirk Cousins, but he's a stabilizing force until you can figure out something else. Got a two-year deal? Okay. See where we go. But that's fifth on the list. Kirk Cousins. Number four, it will be where Baker Mayfield ends up. If Baker Mayfield ends up in Seattle, if Baker Mayfield ends up in, (laughs) if Baker Mayfield ends up in uh, Indianapolis, okay, that's going to be number four no matter what. Wherever Baker Mayfield ends up is bigger than Kirk Cousins in Minneapolis and is bigger than Carson Wentz in Washington. So wherever Baker Mayfield ends up is going to be number four. I'd like to see Detroit trade for him. If I were the Lions, I would trade for Baker Mayfield. I trade the 34th overall pick, my second round pick, and a fourth or fifth next year. Remember, the Lions have the second over pick, overall pick and the 32nd pick because of the Rams trade for Matt Stafford. So the Lions are sitting there at two and 32. I would trade 34 and then a fourth or fifth next year to the Browns. I get Baker Mayfield. Okay, I sign him to like a four year deal, something like that. And then I can do whatever I can. I can draft Evan Neal, whatever the best offensive lineman is at two. If the. If the Jags select Hutchinson, okay, then I'll draft Neal. If the Jags select Neal, then I draft Hutchinson. I've got my or whatever offensive lineman, defensive lineman combo. Then the Lions can address the offensive line with that last pick. They can shore this up. They really, really can. Lions can be on their way in a hurry here, but we'll see what they go. Indianapolis or Detroit. Plus, if Baker Mayfield goes to Detroit and wins, he's mortalized. Uh, Number three, Deshaun Watson to the Browns. They gave up a lot, but in terms of moves and pedigree, they have a successful quarterback now. Off-field baggage, all those things, but Watson, number three. Number two on my list of the quarterback bracket, seedings, the best moves, Denver. Denver getting Russell Wilson. That division's loaded. The AFC West is like the SEC it is. The AFC West is loaded. Think about that. Think, think about how ridiculous that is. With Russell Wilson, with Justin Herbert, with Patrick Mahomes, and the Raiders may have the best receiver, but the worst quarterback. It just, of those four, and Derek Carr's not bad. Derek Carr's what? A 30 and 13 and 4,000 yard guy? What's funny about that is if you put the Raiders roster with Derek Carr in the AFC South, they probably win it. Near the top, um, and number one's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, like, why is that Aaron Rodgers? He doesn't have back to back MVP the postseason. I, I know. Do they have Jordan Love? If Aaron Rodgers got traded to Denver, this would be number one on the list. If Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Colts, it would be number one on the list. It would be, but he stays home. So if oh, I don't know, no. Aaron Rodgers is the biggest quarterback move of the offseason. Brady, with the exception of Brady, Brady's on his own little island, but he retired, came back, didn't sign a new deal. So I've got Brady on his own island. Rodgers is the biggest, followed by Russell Wilson, followed by Deshaun Watson. Wherever Baker Mayfield goes is four. Five is what? Five is Kirk Cousins. Six is Carson Wentz. Now Garoppolo and Matt Ryder hanging out down there. If Garoppolo ends up in Indianapolis, then that jumps Cousins and puts him at five. 
it may even jump Mayfield to five or four, but the top three aren't moving. Rodgers, Wilson, Watson. Those are the top three. Gold, silver, and bronze. Off-season QB moves. So there you go. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe on all of our platforms. Instagram, Twitter, at Harpon Sports. Podcast, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, The Bar. Harpon Sports, the Facebook page. Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, HarponSports.com. I ain't talking about my bracket, because who cares? How's your bracket? I've never once... I don't... I'm one of those guys, if I can see an historic upset, I had Kentucky going to the Final Four, but watching that game, I'm like, I hope they get beat. Nobody ever looks back and says, boy, I hated, I hated that St. Peter's upset because it ruined my bracket. Nobody's going to say that five years from now. No no one sits back, at least I don't, from four years ago and, and say, man, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, I hate that they did that because it ruined my bracket. I, I think I had Virginia winning the title that year. I don't care. Bracket etiquette. Cheer for history. There you go. There you go. Harpon Sports on all those platforms. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Been a fantastic first few days of the NCAA tournament. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, fun with your friends.